This is LaQuest, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Hi, I'm Michelle Baker with LaQuest. Joining me today is producer Don Andrews. Hi, Don. Hey, Michelle. So, Don, you spoke with Speaker Anthony Rendon about high-speed internet. What did you learn about broadband in California? Well, I found out that broadband's more than just a way to connect to the internet. Nowadays, it's how we all stay connected. Speaker Rendon made it clear that it's no longer a luxury, it's a necessity. It's how we learn, it's how we get health care, it's a way to keep businesses open during a pandemic. And in the case of Speaker Rendon, it turns out that it's how he listens to Irish radio shows so he can hear a friend from an island thousands of miles away dedicate a song to his daughter. With me today is Anthony Rendon. He's the Speaker of the California State Assembly. Mr. Speaker, thanks for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Glad you could be with us. Before we get started on the policies and issues related to high-speed internet, or broadband as it's often called, in-house, we've been calling this episode, Dude, Where's My Internet? I'm going to ask you to answer that question in just a minute, but first, can you tell me on a personal level, are you tech savvy? Are you good with technology? Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a genius with computers and smartphones, but I know how to get a few things done. You know, I can use GPS and those types of things that, uh, that make life a little bit easier. What's your favorite way to use high-speed internet? I listen to, I listen to a lot of international radio. Um, my daughter on Thursday, her first shout-out um, over sort of mass media was on a uh, Galway-based uh, Western Ireland uh, radio show uh, that I like to listen to. It's called Late Date. It's um, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Um, Irish time, which is 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, and a friend of mine dedicated a song to her, and they played it, and they mentioned her name, and it was the cutest thing in the world. Wow, that's very cool. So let's get into some of the issues related to the broadband conversation. Let's start with the big picture. Can you characterize high-speed internet in California? Is it good? Is it bad? And is it the same everywhere? Well, it's certainly not the same everywhere. Um, we, we saw, particularly once we sent uh, kids home from school in March, we saw the incredible inequities uh, that exist uh, throughout the state. Uh, if I could back up a little bit, I chaired the committee on uh, utilities uh, uh, right before I became speaker, would have been around 2013 to 2014. And back then we used to talk about uh, access issues uh, primarily within uh, rural settings. Um, the extreme northwest western part of the state, maybe the uh, southeastern parts of the state didn't have a lot of broadband access. Um, we saw, uh, once we sent kids uh, home to school, um, we saw problems throughout the state, in, including, including urban areas, including in my district, including ur urban San Diego, urban Los Angeles, urban San Francisco. So um, it's definitely, there are definitely inequities uh, throughout the state. Um, and it's pretty, sh pretty clear that in general there are major shortcomings in broadband access. Right now there are, at minimum, about half a million households that don't have reliable internet access. How do tribal lands fit into this equation? It's absolutely essential that we investigate ways to reach tribal lands where many, many are totally without service. So we're recording this podcast over Zoom, the video conferencing platform that became so popular here during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm sure that Zoom would not be as popular if it weren't for high-speed internet. Uh, 
Has the COVID-19 pandemic highlighted obstacles or opportunities when it comes to broadband in California? Well, as I said, we knew connectivity was a problem before, uh, but again, COVID helped to highlight it uh, for a lot of people. Um, in, in that way, it certainly is an opportunity to make sure that we're, we're looking at the state as an entirety. We're looking at all sorts of geographies uh, and that type of thing. Um, telehealth, uh, for example, is, is an area where we can certainly see as, as an opportunity. We, we know that telehealth was growing prior to the pandemic. And uh, we know that it, uh, it experienced a, a boom of sorts uh, during the pandemic, and we know it's, it's exceptionally important. Again, in some of the areas I talked about before, uh, in, in rural areas, we know it's important for communities where, where transportation and a access are, are, are certainly issues. Um, I think other, other big uh, issues include difficulties uh, working from home. Uh, when offices closed and, and small businesses certainly trying to use point of sale apps or, or being able to reach customers. What are you hearing from your members in the Assembly Democratic Caucus as well as from the stakeholders in this uh, realm when it comes to distance learning? Uh, did COVID make it so that we'd have an opportunity to better utilize the uh, high speed internet or did it just kind of become a default setting while we waited for kids to go back to school? Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what the long-term implications are. I mean, it, it was certainly a necessity, um, and in the same way that you, um, you know, wouldn't allow schools to not provide services uh, to, 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 to certain kids, um, the broadband was prohibitive for certain families, and we have to make sure that uh, if, you know, if by necessity or if even this current pandemic uh, stretches out and, uh, and we have to uh, rely on broadband again, that everyone has, uh, you know, a certain uh, modicum of access uh, to broadband. So accessibility, affordability, devices, digital skills, there's a long list of things that come into play when it comes to uh, broadband in California, making it available and affordable to as many Californians as, as possible. What do you see as the top priorities of what needs to be done? Well, I think uh, at the outset, I think there's three areas that we should focus on. I think we certainly need to provide infrastructure in places where no company currently provides services. That's, that's essential. We absolutely have to upgrade the infrastructure where it's inadequate to provide the services that Californians really, really need. And then finally, I think lowering costs for people who can't afford existing services, which uh, you know now cost more than $100 per month. I think you know, we are probably more dependent uh, already on, on, on the internet than we ever were on the telephone. So this is, uh, you know, this is not a luxury item. This is, uh, you know, whether it's education or healthcare services or, you know, entertainment, um, we are reliant on, on the internet. And I think those priorities would help to certainly make sure that uh, broadband is accessible to everyone. This isn't a new issue. It was way back in 1993 when the first statewide internet network was proposed by the state legislature. In fact, it was from the chair of the same committee you ended up being in charge of just before you became speaker. Assembly Democrats have been working on this topic since then. I'm sure they're working on it again this year. Can you highlight some of the legislative proposals that the Assembly Democrats are working on right now? Yeah, I think, well, sort of in, in general terms, I think what we're focused on is making infrastructure build out easier, cooperating with the Department of Education and Superintendent Thurman to ad address distance education and equipment. 
Um, and I think sort of um, the bills that help to address those are uh, Cecilia Aguirre Curry's uh, AB 14, which is important because that helps to prioritize deployment in underserved areas that, like I talked about earlier, helps to increase the minimum speeds and deletes the uh, first right of refusal. Um, AB 34 by Elmer Atsuchi is a broadband for uh, all act of 2021. That authorizes $10 billion in general obligation bonds, and we know how important that is in terms of funding for, for, uh, for broadband. And the third one that I think is really important is AB 41 by Dr. Wood, and that requires internet service providers when they're entering into a contract to deploy broadband infrastructure to notify individuals and entities within the same census block, and also requires Caltrans to install uh, broadband conduits capable of supporting fiber optic communication cables. So that way you only have to dig once to get those in there. Of course, there's a lot more detail for people to delve into, and I really hope they do. It's something that policy people in and out of my office have spent a lot of time on, so we know most of the terrain, but now it's time for us to go to work. Do you think that California has the resources? Does, does California have the bandwidth to provide broadband for Californians? I do think we have the bandwidth to get there. I mean, we've tackled, I mean, just in this one year alone, uh, we've tackled some uh, incredibly difficult issues um, here in the capital and in the state. If you look at our, you know, our, our public education uh, system, our Cal State system, our UC system, yeah, we certainly have uh, the brain power to tackle these problems and, and uh, certainly the political will within this building to do that. Let's move forward a few years from now, perhaps a little bit more than that. We've achieved some of these goals, maybe all of these goals, of creating a better or perhaps even complete internet infrastructure for Californians to have affordable, accessible, high-speed internet. Will that improve kids' lives, parents' lives, adults' lives? And if so, what do you think it'll do to, what makes it better when they have these things? We are uh, as reliant uh, on, on the internet, as, as more reliant on the internet uh, than we were on, on the telephone at any point. Um, access to healthcare, um, access to, um, to, to jobs, access to banking opportunities, virtually everything you can possibly uh, think of. And in my house, we hardly go out shopping anymore. Most of what you know, we order is online and it you know, gives you uh, tremendous opportunities and flexibility, a tremendous amount of variety uh, of opportunities. And ultimately, you know, that's, that's what uh, broadband offers for Californians, and, and, and that way it'll help to improve our lives. So one last bonus question here for, before we let you move on to your next meeting. Um, and I apologize for the shameless self-promotion here uh, just a little bit. We call this podcast Look West because much of the country looks west to California on a whole wide range of topics. Can the rest of the country continue to look west when it comes to broadband? Absolutely. The rest of the country can continue to look west. Um, but uh, in order to make sure that, uh, that we uh, are living up to our own ideals in terms of opportunity, in terms of equity, we need to make sure that we as a state uh, help to address our, our, our broadband issues and uh, our broad, broadband inequities. Well, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker Rendon, and thanks to Don and the rest of the pod squad for support on this episode. I'm Michelle Baker. This is Look West. 
The Look West podcast is produced by California Assembly Democrats. When you think of Californian politics, remember to look west. <laughs>